Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. Control was very much a part of my identity as a young woman, young girl. Also being partly Asian, in that culture, it's not widely expressed to be super self-expressionist or to be comfortable in your body or to open your mouth. It's very much a traditional honored culture that has a very specific tradition that people are told to follow. And also with organized religion and just different experiences I had were very confusing (laughs) because as a young girl, I'm receiving messages from many different places. And I asked myself, okay, what just makes me feel good? How can I feel good right now when so many different people are telling me so many different things? And my answer was dance. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's fitness artist Nicole Winhofer. She went from Broadway dancer to A-list celebrity trainer. We're talking Madonna, Kate Hudson, Molly Sims, and she's transforming not just your body, but your soul. She talks about balance, and she grew her idea for a business into a million-dollar brand. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Go ahead, hit pause, go hit subscribe. That way you'll get an alert every time a new Squats and Margaritas episode drops. And while you're in there, if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate it so much. Here is my episode with Nicole Winhofer. At first, I was like, A-list celebrity trainer. Like, yes, I would have taken you at that. But then like learning more about you, I'm on my new like spiritual journey. And I'm like, how have I not found you already? But it's because I'm I'm finding people like you right now. It's like all aligning. And I feel like I'm supposed to meet you now. A lot of weird shit's been happening, Nicole. Um, and I've just started the spiritual journey. And I love everything that you're doing. You had me a dance. Um, I am weirdly passionate about dance. Like you would have thought I danced all my life. I danced growing up and then I used to take like contemporary classes when I lived in San Diego by myself. I would like drive 30 minutes and my sisters would be like, you just go and dance. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. It's like my thing. I pole danced. And then like, I told you, like, I'll be out on a run. And all I think about is like pole dance choreography and I'll be watching Dancing with the Stars and my husband will look over and be like, are you serious? And I'm just like bawling like a contemporary (laughs) routine. It dance moves me. And I went a different route and I played soccer, but I stopped dancing. And now looking back, (laughs) I'm not even sure if that was the right path for me. I wanted you to talk about your background. You are a Broadway dancer. You did Wicked at 17. Yeah. um, Dance is like the most fun athletic discipline for anybody who feels the need to be, feel strong. And the reason why I love dance is because of the music and because of how it makes me feel and how different songs can make me feel different things. And it's so healing. And so um, anybody that wants to try dance definitely should dance. And I was very lucky to uh, perform in Wicked, and it was a really beautiful show. Broadway dancer to, I know you were on tour with Shakira. Is that why you call yourself a fitness artist? Like, did it evolve from your dance background that you were like, I need to come up with something 
to share this with other people that are just mulling through their workout like it's a chore. You created something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. I feel so seen and heard. So appreciate you, Erin. I felt like at the time that I made that transition from being a professional on stage dancer and made the transition into fitness and health that those two industries were so segmented and still are. Mm -hmm. And I love language because it allows us to connect. And I also think language limits us because as soon as I started to use my dance skills and my love of helping people and my love of the human body to provide a service, all of a sudden I was no longer a dancer, mm -hmm. but now I am a trainer. And I thought that's so interesting that people want to limit us or they, they just need labels yep. in order to understand a human. So I thought fitness artist could be a good solution for any um, person that feels the need to express themselves while also training the body. Yes. And you talk about not just training the body and people um, focus on their physical body for fitness, but you say it starts on the inside and you should be looking to fix the inside first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the word fix is um, sometimes triggering for me. <laughs> I think what I'm learning today is that what is inside me is happening on the outside in my life. Yes. And it's very Taoist philosophy to say as within, so without. And that is something I have been practicing for my students, for my clients, for my friends, for my family, for other people. And today my lesson is if I keep myself happy, if I continue to ground myself in my needs, that the world around me can fix itself. Yes. And that's the lesson that I'm going through right now. <laughs> yes. And you talk about the, the chakras. Um, I know the root is like hips and down, <laughs> but it's like, if something is, correct me if I'm wrong, if something is off with one of your chakras, like your energy points, like if you're holding on to extra weight or you're bloated, it could be an energy situation, correct? Yes. I, as a dancer and lover of the human body and quantum physics, <laughs> um, I deeply feel energy. I'm very mm -hmm. sensitive. I'm quite introverted. And I ask myself, how do I teach somebody movement? How do I teach somebody self-expression? How do I teach a non-dancer dance? Mm -hmm. And there are so many facets that go into dance. And I thought and felt that chakras were an awesome, simple way to teach people how to dance. Yeah. And chakras are our energy centers in the body. Mm -hmm. They mean wheel in Sanskrit. So wheels or wheels of energy. And if we are not balanced inside our body, our mind, our heart, our soul, we become imbalanced and that affects our internal organs. It affects our mind, our mental health. And so the exercises I created generate energy in the body 
all the way from our feet to the top of our head so that you are getting a physical workout and also mental well-being. Amazing. And did you like study that? Like, I feel like you're like a therapist too. Like you're, it's like going to therapy and your workout at the same time. And you leave just like feeling like everything has been exhausted on every level. Yes. (laughs) Everything is connected. And actually instead of exhausting somebody, which is what most um, exercises do, Mm -hmm. I have found a way to invigorate people's energy so that they feel even more alive. And that is due to the chi in our body, our energy centers. So you're going to feel more awake and more alive because you're in your truth. Yes. And when everything is aligned, that's when you feel the most yourself, like your emotions. I think you said are married to your thoughts, which are married to your body. Everything is connected and you feel one in your body when everything is aligned. Um, I picture this workout. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the app. Um, as like a goddess workout, but I love how you talk about balancing the duality of male and female, like you're a goddess and you're a king. Can you talk about that? I secretly and now publicly <laughs> have always wanted to be a king. And I think that is fun and also kind of progressive because I have a masculine side to me and I also have a feminine side to me. And I think that both bring strength. And I know sometimes when I'm feeling really emotional or kind of messy or not perfect, or like, I don't have the answers. Like I need to call on my King, (laughs) my masculine side to ground myself and sometimes when I'm feeling too masculine and like, you know, I run a business, I'm a business owner. Um, I need to call on my queen, my feminine energy to allow myself to deserve a day of a girlfriend or shopping or going on a really beautiful date or not working or <laughs> just yes. things that bring me well-being and happiness. I'm forgetting that I'm living in my masculine right now. And it's like everything is about growing the brand and and more uh, downloads of my show. And I never give myself it, – it's basically if I had some downtime, I would just use it to get ahead and do more for work so that I wouldn't have to do it tomorrow. I never think about just giving myself time. Like go get my nails done. Go. It's always like, but what could I be doing to get me further with my work? And I didn't think of that as like a masculine thing. But masculine, just so I'm – saying it right. It's the feminine is like feeling and man is more like thinking and like structured things. How about I just let you take it? (laughs) Yeah. I'm choosing my words carefully (laughs) because I feel like um, I'm already limiting the idea that we're discussing. So maybe I can share my personal experience. When I feel, okay, first our body is feminine and masculine. Yep. And our left side of the body is our feminine body, which receives, which is the nurturer. And our heart is on the left side of our body. So our emotions are there, our trust, our faith, the, the releasing the need to control. And that is on our physical body, the left side. Okay. And this is found in different Eastern practices from yoga to Kundalini to all of these fun oriental workouts. 
the right side of the body is our provider. It's our go-getter. It's our alpha. It's our secure, um, giving, doing, providing, thinking, logic. And that right side of the body is the one that's typically giving to others, providing for others, like you're providing for your business. So when those two bodies are not balanced, we can either feel it in our physical body or in our mind or in our life. And for me, it's a balance. And I think that every day is not perfect and I don't have all the answers. So you have this one because I ask everybody about the show, Squats and Margaritas is balance. And I always ask like, how have you found balance? How are you striving to find balance in your life? And I heard you on another podcast say you encourage women to take ownership of what balance means to them. Will you talk about that? <laughs> You're like, I did? Good for me. <laughs> it feels nice to hear it from a strong woman. Um, that's something that resonates with me. So thank you. You're welcome. And taking ownership, that word ownership, um, for ownership to happen for me needs to feel good. And I believe that there have been times because I felt not confident or I didn't feel secure in myself or I had unresolved anger or I didn't know how to regulate my emotions or I didn't know how to open my heart that I went out into the world and on some occasions and like got ownership from a place of lack. And I think ownership to me today means that I'm taking full ownership of myself, my thoughts, my feelings, my body, and admitting all the great parts about me and all the parts about me that I used to be afraid to show. Yes. And it's so hard for me to do that because for so long, I thought that I had to like hide those imperfect yes. parts. <laughs> yes. My brand kind of took off when I organically shared exactly who I was. And I own it. At the beginning, I was like, I tried to make this very like beautiful Instagram page. Everything looked, it was completely contrived. Everything had to be, I wouldn't post it unless everything was perfect. And, you know, nothing really caught with like an audience. And in writing my book, I shared like what I've already shared with you about my struggles with self-worth and body image and eating disorders. And for probably 20 years of my life, all of my life was devoted to the pursuit of a physical ideal that I never found. And I looked at exercise as like something that you had to do to cancel out what you ate. It was like, which is exercise bulimia is actual uh, eating disorder. But that's how I looked at it. It was like work. It was something that I had to do. I restricted my calories and I weighed 20 pounds more. And I watched it. I watch it when I say that because I, I'm not saying that it needs to be about a physical ideal, but I am saying that it just so happens that I found my physical ideal when I started just embracing me as I am, um, accepting me as I am, looking at exercise as something I get to do versus something that I have to do. And just taking care of my body. And that's when I found a physical ideal that I could never find when I was striving for it. So now it's like, I just live with balance. I don't make myself work out seven days a week. Um, I don't restrict 
nothing is off limits and I'm just mindful and it's worked for me. And I'm trying to inspire other, like I talk to a lot of moms who I have two young kids and it's kind of like, it's not about you anymore. And it's kind of, you give yourself the, you give yourself almost like an excuse to be like, well, I have young kids. I don't have time for me. And you don't put, make yourself a priority anymore. And I'm trying to use my platform to inspire, especially moms to be like, it's, you're not over because you're a mom. And if you're happy, that's going to spill over into all of your relationships. And for so long, when my body image was like looming over me, I was a shitty uh, wife and mother because it was just like this black cloud, just making me anxious. And now that I have found a body that I'm comfortable in, I feel like I'm a better mom. I'm a better spouse because I don't have that looming over me anymore. It's not about a physical ideal, but I feel my best in my best physical body. And once that was not looming over me anymore, I've been on this like spiritual journey and I've been able to not just focus on that anymore and can open myself up to more things that were there that I wasn't seeing and I wasn't paying attention to because I was just focused on my physical appearance. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to Squats and Margaritas. That's why I do what I do. That's why I empower people to feel strong with music. That's why I dance. That's why I continue to use my body and my voice to encourage others to find the courage within them to feel safe to be who they are. And a lot of times it's, it's still, it's a practice. That's why I practice every day. And I think that people who are ready to make that change or to have the courage to own every part of them, that comes from within. Yes. But you kind of forget about yourself. Like I have young kids. It's just making yourself a priority again, grounding yourself, making sure like go for walks in nature. I used to be like, it would be a run. I would be running to burn calories. And now I like, I have to run. And now I look at it as I get to walk and I don't put AirPods in anymore. And it's just like all the things that I've noticed. And I feel like people that are spiritual just kind of come to me and find me. Now that I'm paying attention, there are so many weird things that happen. And like, I just wasn't that spiritual of a person. And it wasn't like I was like against it. I just, I felt like I just didn't have time because all I cared about was getting in shape and putting all my energy towards that. And during that time in my life, I wasn't in shape. And it was like when I finally just honored 
my body, my hunger cues and did what felt good to me. It was like my body just kind of went to where it was supposed to be. It's not living in this stressed out state anymore. And I feel like there's something to that. Maybe my chakras aligned. <laughs> like if anybody's feeling kind of, I don't know, almost like unsettled, like what can we do energy wise or like you, you teach mental health techniques through your practices. What are some that you can share if somebody's feeling that way and hasn't found this like wholeness in their energy yet? Music is a huge part of this. And on my platform, it's called NW Church, is a lot of different varieties of workouts that contain specific music and movements that I've choreographed to allow somebody to get physical well-being and also mental well-being through the body. Amazing. And it is so important for people to be in their body. What does that mean? It means getting out of one's head and in the body. And how do you do that? Through dance, through moving it. And what I love about dance is that it isn't a linear, repetitive, restrictive motion. Mm -hmm. It is a freeing of the over 700 muscles we have in our body. It is the lyrics of the songs. It is the freedom of movement when we're not feeling great, when we're feeling stuck, when we're feeling rigid, when we're feeling alone, when we're feeling depressed, when we're feeling like we can't handle it. It's the movement to music that really, really connects people to processing what's really going on inside. And I'm very passionate about this because... (laughs) It, it has, dance has really helped me so much. I was going to say it saved me, but I saved myself yeah. <laughs> um, and dance and music and sports and prayer together have really created a space for me to be able to teach others how to do the same thing for themselves. And because people just see what you're doing now, like train Madonna, you know, you're, where you're at now, can you share about the time where you were saved, like you saved yourself from what? Like, what were you, just so you can show the path of like, wherever you're at now, this is where you can go. I was born in New York City, Castle Hill, Bronx. I'm mixed race. I'm a brown girl. No one looks like me. I grew up um, living with both my parents and both my grandmothers in this like small house in, um, on, Glover Street in the Bronx. Then they moved to Jersey. We moved a bunch of times. And every time I arrived at uh, the public school, um, I just felt so different because on the outside, no one looked like me. And so just having that identity alone can be really isolating. And um, I, I thought, why? Yeah, why do I look like the way I look like? And How come no one looks like me? Just so, and I don't want to interrupt you, but just so you know how much this resonates with me, my son and daughter are biracial and they're the only biracial kids in their class. Like we live in Georgia, we live in the South and it's not very diverse. And I love that they have each other because they look like each other, but in their classes, they're the only one that looks like them. And so I'm like listening to everything you say because I want my daughter to have this strong identity. And I think about that now, like when people are going to be asking her what she is and how will she identify and 
what do I tell her? And she doesn't really have a lot of questions, but I want her to feel empowered and be able to answer that question. Like I'm both, I'm, I, I, we can get into that. Like, how did you manage? Like, what would you say? Gosh, I, I didn't really have an answer. And I think that's why dance became my identity because if I thought if I could be a really great dancer, then no one would ask me any questions about (laughs) things I didn't know how to answer. And also just like your daughter, I think, you know, being biracial, mixed race, and then looking into media and culture at a, as a young girl, whether it was like a beauty campaign or um, the Radio City Rockettes or things on TV, I really identified with um, music and hip hop and um, MTV and <laughs> dance and just like, I was like, wow, everyone looks different. Like that yeah. feels like me. So it really helped to shape who I am. So then growing up, like t- in dance, I would assume, did you ever struggle with like your body image? Because I feel like it's so, that's so prevalent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so control was very much a part of my identity as a young woman, young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also being partly Asian um, in that culture, it's not widely expressed to be super self-expression, okay. a self-expressionist or yeah. to be comfortable in your body or to open your voice or open your mouth. It's very much a traditional honored culture that has a yeah. very specific tradition that people are told to follow. And also with growing up um, Catholic, the idea of organized religion and just different experiences I had were very confusing (laughs) because as a young girl, I'm receiving messages from many different places. And I asked myself, okay, what just makes me feel good? How can I feel good right now? when so many different people are telling me so many different things. And my answer was dance. Yeah. Just having a creative outlet where you can just be you and express yourself the way you want to just like a safe space. Kind of. I want her to find that. We're in ballet. I don't know if it's going to be our thing. <laughs> yeah. And the, I think you said like too, with your, um, your program, you choreograph a routine, but you almost want people to just feel the music in their own way. It's like, here's how I'm doing it, but you move however you, the music moves you. Right? Yeah. So the problem I wanted to solve in the fitness industry and in the health industry and in the exercise industry was the idea that a person had to follow a very strict exercise in order to get results. And that is so not what our bodies were created to feel or do. Yes. So I asked myself, okay, if I have to teach, if I have to solve the problem of people don't know how to dance, and I, I want them to feel the health of expression and I want them to feel alive and I want them to drop the weight and I want them to feel strong and I want them to feel balanced. Yes. How do I organize in one hour a fun, immersive, variety-driven 
exercise that gets results and also teaches someone how to dance. I, I need it's NW church is the app. <laughs> it's a platform and, um, it has all of the exercises and the tools, including, um, chats where I speak about different cool things. <laughs> yeah. Do you do like one-on-one like coaching as well? If somebody's like listening to your story and is inspired and that's on the platform. Absolutely. One-to-one coaching is my favorite because as a choreographer as well, I embody one's body. So choreography to me is creating movements for somebody's personality, for their height and shape, for their life, for what's important to them. Because dance is about telling a story. So when I do one-to-one coachings with people, it really becomes all about them. What are they going through in their life? What did they eat for breakfast today? What is the stress happening to them? And then I'm able to see their body in a very holistic way. And I use music, I choreograph movements and create this awesome exercise just for them. Just selfishly, and I guess for any other mompreneur that's on here, you just you had this idea and you grew this business into a million dollar brand. What tips do you have for me? I guess like you're a tip for a mompreneur who's feeling not like it's me, but it's totally me who's feeling like they are not going anywhere. Like I see all these other mom platforms that are just like blowing up, and I post and it just dies. And I have these moments where I'm like, what I make content that nobody sees. How did you stay the course and grow your brand to what it is today? I made things for me that felt true for me. And when one does that, it feels really gratifying. Okay. And it's important to give to yourself first. What's next? You have NW Church. What else is coming up for you? The NW Church app is out there. And every day we're adding new features. We're adding new videos. We're adding new software. We're adding new things to make the customized experience at home really, really easy for users. Because I know when I'm teaching at home, there are so many different distractions. And I want my mothers at home, my women at home, anyone who chooses to dance with me through NW Church to feel like it's really seamless, that they don't have to run and get their child or that their dog's licking them or that yeah. they're getting 10 text messages and then they can't see what I'm doing or yeah. all these windows are popping up on the computer. So yes. NW Church is making it really easy for women at home to just focus. <laughs> I love pole so much because it was the choreography. My arms were like the best they've ever been. And I didn't even feel like I was working out. Like it was fun. I was Brittany for an hour and it was just, it's, you, when you do what you love, it doesn't even feel like work. And it was like, that's when I was in my best shape. Then when I was just trying to run and do my cardio and do what I thought women were supposed to do. When you just kind of honor your body, it doesn't even feel like work. And I cannot wait to try your app. Yeah. I mean, last night when I went into my DMs, and you had DM'd me, I thought it was like really sweet that you had such a wide variety of um, exercise because 
a woman in her sensuality. So like NW method is really about a female's like sensuality, right? Like to feel safe, to express herself, to open up, to wear sexy outfits and not feel ashamed that she's expressing herself. And she's a mom or she's 40. So I loved that you shared with me that you used to do pole dancing. And I feel like NW church and NW method would be perfect because it will. <laughs> it's like dance, dancing in your own sexy way. Yes. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.